The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm delighted to be with you for yet another show. And today we're going to be um, meeting Chad Barr and we're going to be talking about million dollar web presence. And I have to admit, I do at times find online web presence and development a mystery. I don't know about you. There's so many approaches out there and so much advice which sometimes conflicts uh, with other advice that you might have. But hidden among the chaos and the hype, there are secrets, though, to success on the web. And during the show, we're going to be talking to globally renowned internet expert Chad Barr on how to use them to really amplify your web presence and profits. Chad says that using the unmatched reach of the web, entrepreneurs are empowered to take a more tactical brand-driven approach to attracting new clients and reinforcing the relationships with their current clientele and quickly raising the bar to produce better results for their brands and their business. So we're going to be discussing the critical areas that can be immediately enhanced to emphasize your credibility and instantly build trust among your visitors. So this show could really set you on your way to a million-dollar presence. Now, a little bit about Chad. Uh, Chad... Barr was born and raised in Israel, and he came to the United States at the age of 22, determined to capture the American dream. And in 1991, that dream came true when Chad started his own company, CB Software Systems. His company, CB Software Systems, and the Chad Barr Group have attracted organizations that span the globe and include clients in Italy, Germany, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the United States. Chad is an internet marketing and business strategist. He's a mentor who successfully guides and helps his clients to leverage the web to transform their businesses. He devotes much of his time to writing, coaching, consulting, speaking, and leading the Chad Bar Group. He's also co- the co-author with Dr. Alan Weiss of their book, Million Dollar Web Presence, and continues to share his innovative ideas worldwide. He creates some of the finest professional communities around the world. Now, the Chad Bar Group is recognized as one of the leading strategic internet development organizations in the world. But on a personal basis, um, he loves um, his uh, passion, his latest passion as a grandfather, to three wonderful and, of course, brilliant grandchildren. And having also been a professional guitarist, a man after my own heart, his uh, grandchildren think he's the coolest guitarist in the world. So a big welcome to Alan so it's a Chad Barr. <laughs> Chad Barr. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Great to be here with you. Great to talk to you, Chad. And Chad, whereabouts are you calling in from? You, you know, uh, I, I would probably say uh, from cyberspace, but uh, a more, more targeted, uh, actually a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. So I'm in Ohio uh, in a beautiful suburb uh, called Solon, uh, and it's uh, a suburb of Cleveland. Uh, the land of the Cavaliers, who almost made it uh, all the way through to the final, but uh, hey, they took the second place this year with uh, LeBron. 
I did never, never mind. Maybe next year, or maybe this. Maybe year. next year. That's right. <laughs> hey, do you want to tell us a little bit about your upbringing, and also it'd be great if you could share a little bit around your passion for music and you know where that came from. Yeah. So, uh, as you said so beautifully in the uh, introduction, I was born and raised in Israel. Uh, attended uh, school there, uh, high school, of course, the military, and I always had it in me the desire to to make it to the U.S., and of course, U.K. as well. I grew up listening to just beautiful music, both classical jazz, but early in my career, uh, in my teens, I was very much hooked on rock and roll, uh, heavy rock, and, and I played guitar, and I played in rock and roll band, and I loved the music coming from the U.K., and of course, the music coming from the U.S., and then right after my military service, I had the opportunity to come to the U.S. and, um, and uh, visit, and that's when I, uh, I remember seeing some amazing concerts and I said you know maybe this is the place I need to be and then I, st- I decided to continue my I, I met my future wife to be who's from the US uh, eventually we decided to get married and I, I stayed and, and raised family here our family here um, but more importantly uh, as, as we we crafted our life and, and started to just have this amazing life I decided to study music but then as I was studying music I decided to try some some courses in computers. And perhaps it was in my second or third years of college when I took some uh, programming courses. I think the first course was actually the language of COBOL. Uh, And I fell in love with programming. It was almost the same enjoyment that I was enjoying from playing or maybe even composing music that I sense that that sense of both uh, enjoyment and accomplishment when I was writing and starting to create software. Uh, and perhaps being more the pro- pragmatic reason here, I decided to change my 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 major from music major to to computer science, and that has started the journey and uh, the direction that has completely changed my life, which eventually allowed me to become a software developer, a software developer, start my company as a software company, and then eventually become a web strategy uh, focusing on web applications. Excellent. And interesting that uh, you see those parallels between you know, playing the guitar, which also is quite technical in its own way, isn't it? And, uh, and sort of technical work um, with regards to web development and software development. Exactly. There are perhaps a lot of parallels between practicing our scales all day long to get better, to get more proficient, uh, but also to put the holistic music together, uh, to, to put those pieces of of, of notes together, then then make log- more than logical and emotional sense. So as I'm kind of reflecting in our conversation right now, if you really think the, the makeup of music, it just made off of one note at a time. But when you put it all together, when it's done right, it creates this masterful, amazing piece that you enjoy listening to. I think there's a lot of parallels here between both practicing, getting to the point that you're creating an amazing piece of music, and how it, rela- it is related to taking bits and bytes, zero and one, and creating mastery of creation, whether it's a website, whether it's a software that runs a business. Uh, there's a lot of parallels here between mus- the music world and, of course, the science of computers, software, and its applications. So I think, it, I think you're absolutely right as well. With um, I, I also love heavy sort of rock music. And to some people, it's a complete noise. But to me, that it's it's very, very technical. And uh, it's amazing, actually, the skill that some of those players really have. I, I remember my, my uh, 
more mature uncle when I was in my, I was, I think, 17, and he walked into my room, and of course, the rock and roll was playing in full, full volume, full blast, and he says, he looks at me and he says, how can you stand this? I said, the only way to stand and enjoy it is when the music surrounds you and it's in you, you know, and it cannot be played softly at that time. So anyway, so. I'm, very, I'm very excited about seeing ACDC again next week. So I think that'll be around me and inside me. Cause it's gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love jazz. I love fusion. I love soft rock. But I'll tell you, one of the first band that I got to see when I first came to the U.S., maybe that reveals the other side of Chad Barr, is Frank Zappa. And that was an amazing concert. So, of course, James Taylor, which is a soft rock, but I love listening to heavy rock, including some bands from the UK, uh, whether it's, um, of course, Yes and Uriah Hip and Deep Purple. I grew up listening and admiring this music. If I'm actually looking, I've got the skin of a drum on my wall, which has got the Deep Purple autographs on it. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. So, (laughs) anyway, we'll move on because um, some people will... uh, um, heavy rock may not be their thing, but we need to really talk about uh, about websites. I wonder, you know, how did that lead? You know, that expertise that you developed with the web. How did it lead to the likes of working with people like Alan Weiss? So for many years, uh, the focus of my business, my claim to fame, was the development of software software solutions, and it happened to be uh, one of the focus areas when I developed software at that time was for distribution companies, companies that have warehouses. I wrote the entire software solution to run and operate their business. And then many years ago, I think I'm reflecting back to possibly over 15 years ago, uh, with the internet getting stronger and stronger, it happened to be our own clients that approached us and say, can you help me get to the internet? So I realized there's an opportunity here. So I started to get some of my team members to change their skill set to learn to write at that time pretty much static website. And then I remember the the big advancement for us happened when one of my clients approached me. And that's going back at least 16 years ago, maybe even longer than that. And I said, you know this thing called Amazon, which was growing in speed and popularity and, 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 and strength? He said, you know this thing called Amazon? Can you help me develop the kind of solution Amazon provides their client, high-end e-commerce, e-business solution, that I can provide my clients? And I realized that really needs to... Uh, raised the bar, pun intended here, uh, big time. And I took one or two of my team members, put them through the right education, and that opened up the world for us to start writing at that time high-end e-commerce e-business solution that were completely integrated to the back-end software that we wrote, which was just amazing. And then I met uh, uh, Alan Weiss, uh, I think going back to 1999, uh, just before uh, Y2K time uh, or, or beginning of 2000, And we started, there was a complete energy and synergy between us almost from the beginning. We started to work together, both him and uh, I joined his mentor program. And then eventually I took over some of his web applications. And I really fell in love with this whole business model of solopreneurs, service providers, consultants, speakers, authors, uh, uh, and as I said, small uh, uh, service providers, and helping them not only figure out what is this thing called the web, but if especially how to leverage the web, the technology, to dramatically grow their business and especially strengthen their thought leadership. And that's when I completely changed my passion from writing software for many years to helping my clients with every aspect of web strategies, web solutions, with the ultimate uh, desire or, or impact to transform their business and that of their client's business. Excellent, I uh... <coughs> I love the sound of that as well. Chad Barr raises the bar. It sort of works really, 
really well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, we we actually have trademarked it. So uh, uh, raising the bar is is in the process of getting the final approval for being trademarked. Excellent. So how do you how do you define a million dollar web presence? It's a great question. So Ellen um, and I co-author actually the book called Million Dollar Web Presence. So we talk a lot about the whole concept, the strategies in the book. Uh, I would say this, that the con- the idea of million-dollar web presence, although some of my clients have reached that level, is somewhat metaphoric. So there is a metaphor there that I think for many of my clients, if they can start generating tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenues that are somewhat directly linked, linked to their energy put into web strategies, they're going to be extremely thrilled and happy with the results. Now, if they can, of course, reach million-dollar web presence uh, or, or start to generate million dollars, that will be amazing. I would say for most service providers, and again, uh, assuming a lot of the listeners here are entrepreneurs running their businesses, depending what you're going to market out there, the concept of a million-dollar web presence is to establish the right credibility that starts to attract clients to you. I call it irresistible attraction that makes you as the thought leader that people say, I need more of Chris, I need more of Chad, I need more of of what you have to offer. And that is the direct impact, both on increasing your credibility, hopefully global credibility, that starts to attract more and more clients to you, that either the end result is, if you have product to sell, that either the the first thing I would love is for them to, to register to your newsletter, to register to your blog. Second best is for them to start purchasing your products and services that are available to purchase. And the ultimate, of course, is for them to pick up the phone or send you an email and say, Chris, we need to talk, whether it's a consulting pro- uh, uh, project or something like that. So the whole concept in a nutshell of Million Dollar Web Presence is to create the kind of global credibility that creates irresistible attraction to you that drives more and more qualified buyers that end up doing business with you and significantly increasing your revenues and your ability to contribute to their condition, to improve their condition. So, so what, what, are, kind of what kind of comes first? Do you have to, you have to build this, um, you know, the, plat- the platform for the individual in terms of uh, you know, creating this irresistible direction you know, face to face, and or does it have to? Can it all be created on the web? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a great question. So maybe I'll, I'll take the the part, first part of your question: what comes first? Uh, kind of almost like the chicken or the egg, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The biggest mistake I see people make: they jump, they jump too fast, too fast into the design of the website. And oftentimes, actually, I get a call that may sound like, uh, "Chad, I need your help. I want to put together a website." In my typical <laughs> response to a question like that you're already thinking about it completely wrong. May I share with you why? The first part that I always recommend for my clients to start thinking about before anything else is to identify their strategy. And what I mean by strategy, because I know there are a lot of experts out there that just are strategy expert, right? I happen to simplify the whole process and concept to help my clients not only think through it, but put together the right and effective strategy that has several components to it. So the first thing is, let me first talk about the components. The first thing that I help my clients think through before anything else is the strategy. Second is what I call the remarkable provocative content. And only then, once we identify the strategy of the business, once we identify the content, do we then move into uh, what I call the wow, which is putting together an amazing looking website that, it, that not only creates the credibility as a world-class company, but 
also is one of the vehicles to drive the powerful content towards your target audience to create the, the interaction with them. So notice that the website is one of the delivery mechanisms, not the only. So when people say, help me put together a website, they're missing the whole point of strategy first, content second, and then the, 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 the wow factor. I would love to dive deeper into it so we, we can go in the direction. Of, I, I'll be glad to talk about the strategy piece, the content piece, of course, and the wow factor. Excellent. Great. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move into some of those a little bit later in the interview. I think they're really important. I mean, do, do you, is, when, when you see people doing things wrong online, is it, is it because they haven't followed that process, do you think? Absolutely. So there are several reasons uh, for some of the key mistakes people make. But one of the key mistakes, they're jumping way too fast to just come up with a, a design. And then they say to themselves, what do I put in here? How do I fill that? Rather than the opposite. It's almost like someone's trying to build a house and start to actually build the house between getting an architect or getting a blueprint that identifies what the house looks like. Yes. Part of the strategy is putting together the blueprint of all the pieces of web and business before you can start putting all the elements, all the pieces together. Makes an enormous amount of sense. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now, but after the break, uh, we'll start to uh, to look uh, you know, more into some of the aspects that Chad was sharing with us and uh, you know, get a sense of what... Uh, really great uh, websites, um, look and feel like, etc. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again. I'm with Chad Barr, and we're talking about million-dollar web presence. And, Chad, I just wonder, what are some of the common mistakes that you find people make 
when it comes to uh, web development. Great. So the one we obviously already covered is they're diving too fast into the design uh, before they outline the strategy, the content, and things like that. The other mistakes that I've seen people make quite quite often, uh, I call it uh, as my kids would would refer to the, the the acronym of TMI: too much information. You come across too many home pages that are just way too busy, too cluttered with too much text, too much information. I look at the homepage in particular as an entry point, almost like a highway billboard or the front cover of a book that would just need to grab my attention quickly. So very simple. Uh, so t- TMI, too much information, uh, happens to be on, on home pages and sometimes on the interior pages as well. People are very busy today. You want to be as powerful in your content, as pithy as possible to share the essence of what's in it for them and invite them to engage with you. Number two, this, many of the sites I've seen are, are, are way too stagnant. There's no change. You, you, you see blogs from two years ago as the last entry on the blog. Um, you need to be very prolific, very provocative from a content perspective and change it often. Otherwise, it passes a strong statement about you, unfortunately, that uh, this guy is not one of the top thinkers out there. So the second mistake is don't be stagnant. Be more prolific in your publishing of interesting and provocative content. And the last two I, I will just mention very quickly. No one knows about you. So if you give, if you not just Google yourself recently, if you Google your brand, if you Google your, your services, where are they showing up on Google? What needs to be done in order to increase the odds and the, the, the success that your pages are showing up higher and higher uh, when people possibly are searching for you? And last thing I would say uh, is lack of testing that uh, there are too many websites, that there are too many errors, things are not working, things are broken, misspelling. So take more time to have either yourself or someone on your team or outside your team that is able to test the website. And don't take the word of your web company for granted that they say it's ready to go. Take the time to test it and make sure it works successfully. Makes a lot of sense. Because it's very easy, isn't it, to miss things. And uh, I've done this before with with myself with web copy where I've checked it, other people have checked it, and then you know, a month down the line, you find there's a, you know, a typo or something you just hadn't spotted. Nobody had. Um, it, it's worthwhile, I think, a, a number of people looking at it. Like, Yeah, I'll share with you a very quick 30-second uh, story just to illustrate. I, I oftentimes share this story, which is a very popular story of mine. I get actually requests oftentimes for the story. So when I came to the U.S. at the age of 22, my English skills were not as proficient in Polish as they are after many years of being here. So I could read, but I could not as well speak the language. But I was always uh, fascinated by colloquialism, um, or some would call idioms, right? And I used to write them down. So here I am, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, my wife is from the US, so anything I needed to practice and make sure I get it right, I would check with her that I got the English skills right. So here I am at the college, Uh, my buddies, uh, my American buddies are sitting there at the cafeteria having lunch, and I just want to share with them how tired I am from the night before from studying all nights for the test. And I'm exhausted. So here, imagine, picture this, they're all sitting there having lunch, and I show up to the table, and I say, I pooped. (laughs) And I could see that the reaction, something is not right in the reaction, and they say something like, well, good for you, Chad. I say, well, no, really, I pooped. So the reaction was not favorable. <laughs> I go, so when I get home that night, I said to my wife, all right, another one of those idioms did not go well. She, she says, what did you say again? I said, well, I told them I pooped. She said, honey, you forgot the apostrophe M. I'm pooped. You know? <laughs> so 
so my point here, a huge difference in apostrophe M makes, and just an example uh, that I could have many more like that. Make sure you test the accuracy of, of the spelling of the, the language part of your website so you're not hopefully as embarrassed as I happen to be at that time. <laughs> Yeah, makes it makes a lot of sense, and also if if uh, things in different markets as well. If people are reading across markets, uh, I'll give you an example. I've been writing a book uh, which is being published this year with somebody in Minnesota, and we always kind of laugh at the, you know, how there's two countries divided by a common language. You know how something means one thing to one person, and it means something different to the other. Or there's uh, statements or yeah. phrases used. So I think we have, you've got to think about all of that sort of thing, and you certainly must have to with you uh, having clients all over the world. That's right, exactly. Uh, so what are, what um, you know what do you think the most successful websites? You know how how have the most successful websites uh, and approaches achieved a, you know a million dollar web presence? What is you know the real essence behind that? If I reflect on some of the top thought leaders in the world, the ones I've been watching or reading or listening to, one thing that is, 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 is obvious, to me, so, so just to name a few, whether it's Alan Weiss in, in consulting, as you mentioned earlier, uh, who I work with uh, for, for almost over 15 years, 15 years uh, helping him with his web presence and strategy, uh, whether it's Marshall Goldsmith in, in coaching, uh, Patricia Fripp in presentations, uh, Jane Goodall in uh, the, the amazing studies she, she's done with chimpanzees, Marcus Buckingham in performance, uh, in the U.S., uh, Seth Gordon in marketing. So just to mention a few, here's the one thing that's obvious to me. They're all prolific publishers of remarkable content, and they don't stop. It's almost overwhelming to see the amount of content whether it's articles and podcasts and videos and booklets and ebooks and you just name it, research paper and surveys, there's a lot of content coming coming out of them. So one of the points I want to say, uh, if you say to me, what are some of the uh, successful elements of web presence? If the desire is to strengthen one thought leadership, you have to do so with prolific, powerful, con provocative content. That's number one. Number two, as I mentioned earlier, you have to focus on the strategy you have to focus on the content. You have to put together a wow-looking website that positions you as a world-class, especially if your brand is not to that level and you aspire to strengthen the brand. So, for example, if I just to dive a slightly deeper into the strategy piece here, when I help my clients think through strategy, what I help them articulate and identify and document, what, um, how would you paint success? If you were to fast-forward two, five years from now, what does success look like? What, how would you articulate that? Once you identify success, what is the definition of the buyers you're trying to attract? Meaning, what, is, what are the preferences? Who are those buyers? Where are they located geography-wise? What do they read? What do they, listen, what do they listen to? What do they watch? What events do they attend? Because all that information, when you get a handle or get your arms around the definition, the preferences of your buyers, it will help you put together the right strategy web-wise to attract them and make you irresistible. Which brings me to the next part of the strategy. <clears throat> what are the remarkable offerings that you have to offer to your clients that would make you irresistible? Whether it's your services, your products, I want people to come to your website, see your offering and say, wow, this looks amazing. I need this, right? 
So what are those remarkable offering? And, and, and then at the end, I would say, what is the marketing blueprint? What is the step-by-step marketing blueprint that will allow you to execute effectively and efficiently in order to grow the success of your business? So that's kind of dissecting more into the strategy. The most successful individual out there have gotten a very firm, very great strategy that is also organic. So we, we evaluate it as time goes by. We refine it as necessary. They have a great marketing blueprint. They know marketing-wise what they need to do. They are prolific publishers of remarkable content. And they have great – and they, by the way, that's what I call web presence versus a website. To me, a web presence cons- consists of strategy, remarkable content, and the wow factor. The greatest individual out there that are yielding the highest success level have all those three masters, and they do so very, very effectively. Excellent. Is, is there – you know, is, is, do you have some examples of some of the kind of remarkable offers and things that people have brought to the table that you've really found has made them resistible? Anything Absolutely. Uh, so let me start with someone like Alan Weiss as an example. Um, tremendous. Uh, so over time, he has published a lot of books, right? So how do we bring some of those books to life? Whether you have one book, whether you have multiple books, right? Why not create a short, say, 30, 60, 90-second video that talks about what is one of the challenges or some of the challenges your clients have been facing, which has been exactly the trigger why you decide to write this book, an ebook, or whatever is the product we're trying to promote here? So here's the challenge your target audience has been facing. What are three, four, five ideas that are profound that people will shake their heads up and down and say, yes, that's exactly it, why you decide to write the book, and then invite them to get a copy to get a sample chapter, something of value. But again, you're adding this short video um, for people to be able to, to, to get the book, maybe even a sample chapter, maybe excerpts from the book in audio format, video format, uh, and things like that. Subscription business has started to become very popular among many of my clients, including Ellen's. We have uh, rolled out subscription businesses in different formats and different flavors, I should say. So one of them could be over the next 50 weeks. Every week, you're going to get one video, one audio, and a booster report. And whatever. So, for example, one of them we've done with Ellen is everything about personal power and self-esteem. And we invite people to, to subscribe to it for a fee, of course. And then every week they get uh, more content that's available to them. So one format here is to, to release the content as exciting as possible every single week. So there's almost like an anticipation that you build. The other option could be when they purchase purchase this, everything is available to them at, at one. So subscription business is one. Uh, some, some of these key offerings in a variety of formats, uh, leveraging videos to promote the product, just like, like I mentioned before, has been very powerful. Uh, inviting people to enter their name and email address, as simple as that, which has multiple benefits here, by inviting people uh, for the mere exchange of enter your name and email address, in return, you're going to get an ebook on the topic of, of their interest. You're going to maybe get an access to three or four videos that they can watch immediately. Everything is all around. What is the remarkable value you can provide your clients in order to entice them to either get it for free, for a fee, or to possibly engage with you in a one-on-one uh, coaching or maybe in a retreat that invites peer group together. Retreats have been also very, very powerful, the way we market them and the way our clients leverage them. It, uh, yes, it feels like it's a, it's a very intelligent kind of 
uh, process, I can I can really see the value of that that strategic thinking up front. With things like videos, I mean, would you would you recommend people you know shoot those in very high quality, or or are people you know more happy just to see a more casual approach? That's a great question. Uh, I've seen them both. I think the driving force here is the value of the video. Here's my simple benchmark, by the way. When I watch a video, listen to a podcast, or read an article, my simple benchmark that I recommend for all my clients to use is, is what's your immediate reaction? Is your reaction so what? I've heard this thing a thousand times before. Boring. Or is your reaction, uh, never thought about it this way. Anywhere from interesting, never thought about this way. Oh, wow, this is profound. I need to take some notes here. I need to write down the highlight. Hopefully that more and more of my client's content and your client and your in, in your client's content becomes that kind of a provocative that their reaction is, wow, this is good stuff. I never thought about it this way, right? So so with that in mind, my suggestion is this. If you could shoot the video as professionally as possible and and have the right technology so it looks just great, by all means do so. But yet, if your content is great, I could see slightly sacrificing, sacrificing for, for, for the quality of the video as long as the, the content is great. My, my first suggestion is uh, make sure it looks good. So just like uh, your first impression when you go to meet a client, you want to make sure you look professional, you look good, and there's no hesitation in the client to say, well, I'm not sure I want to work with the person just because of first impression. The video represents the same thing. The most critical thing is, of course, the content, but also if it looks good, it will bring the content to life even more. And you were talking there as well about sort of 30, 60, 90 second videos. Is that the duration that you recommend? Should they be short or it could uh five or six minute video be helpful uh great so if we're talking about the length in this particular example chris of a video if it's a promotional video that promotes a product or something i prefer them short 60 seconds or less i say i think actually 30 to 45 seconds you can pull together a very powerful video with the right energy and illustrate the the, the key essence of what the product is if we're talking about value-driven video where you're sharing a, a topic. So let's say if the expert is a sales expert and that person is sharing tips on how to improve the sales in the organization, I believe a uh, 90 seconds to three minutes video is just perfect. And by the way, the format I always recommend for my clients is what I call a case study format. And what I mean by that, the case study format typically is the challenge, the solution, the outcome. I tell my clients, create a video in the same in the similar format. What is the key challenge your client is facing? The how to, the solution. How are you going to go about to resolve this challenge? Here are three tips on how to do so. And the outcome, here's what typically outcome has been, and a call to action. Here's what I want you to do. Yeah? That's a typical video. So, so 90 seconds to three minutes is great. If it's more of a training video, you're providing an online product, those could be slightly longer, five, seven minutes. Uh, I do not, personally, I do not care for the lengthy video I've seen out there that go 10 minutes and, and beyond. It's way too lengthy, I believe. I much more prefer the shorter videos that give me a chance to say segment one, segment two, segment three, and I can choose quickly which segment makes the most sense. Shorter the better, as long as you drive powerful value, grab their attention in a matter of seconds, and keep them engaged. 
Wonderful. Well, that's really helpful information. I've been scribing lots of notes myself, so I maybe need to get this interview transcribed <laughs> for, for a, a later later use. Really great content there, Chad. Um, after the break, we're going to look at things like uh, a bit more about content development, about uh, mailing lists and how to build them and how to use social media and how to create that wow factor. Uh, so do join us again just after the break. We'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Engage with Andy Bush takes you inside the mind of a top global market and public policy analyst who has been featured regularly on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and numerous radio and television programs. Our program will bring you guests and stories from the top of the political and business worlds. Each show includes Andy's point of view roundup and what it means for you at home. Life's complicated. Let Andy help you figure it out. Tune in every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm back here with uh, Chad Barr. If you want to find out more information about... um about the interviews and my take on them and what's coming up, uh, do um, subscribe to my newsletter at chriscooper.co.uk. Um, Chad, I'd like to ask you, you know, something kind of sparked my imagination um, before in the last segment. And I wondered, how do you help your clients to think about, you know, pr- provocative content that they might have? You know, so maybe I'll put you on the spot here in a, in a brief moment. But uh, what, as I said earlier, the top thought leaders are prolific publishers of great content. And what I also discover 
most of my clients have amazing, amazing ideas, insight, experiences uh, sitting inside their heads. But most of them struggle with how to effectively pull it out of their heads and manifest it in a variety of offering, not just to productize it on their website, but to actually monetize it. So I create this thing called the Digital Empire uh, Service or Digital Empire Creation Service that over the past five or six years, we also help our clients create amazing content. I will put you on the spot quickly, and I just want to demonstrate how I do it. So, so here's a question. Just whatever comes to mind first, Chris, the, the question is going to be there. Short sentence, what is the one key challenges? I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of them. What is one of the key challenges your clients are facing today? I think one of the challenges for my clients, Chad, is, is getting things done, um, when there's, getting the right things done when there is so much noise and activity and tasks and getting the, the important things done whether they actually feel like doing it or not. Beautiful. So, so if, I'm, if I'm your target audience and I'm sitting in front of you in an office, uh, we're talking about possibly helping my business, so I'm on the phone with you for the first time, and I say, Chris, you're the expert on productivity, on making people efficient. I've studied your writing. I, I, I really want to talk to you about that. Uh, one of the key challenges I'm facing, my organization is facing, is we're not getting enough done. There's, there's way too much going on, way too much noise. Uh, there are probably a lot of tips you can share with me. What are the top two or three that you can share with me right now on how to get things done more efficient, more efficiently than I have been before? Um, I would recommend, sort of firstly, that you create situations in your business that compel people to do the things they need to do. Um, so that might be you put them on the spot. If it's, if it's uh, yourself, you might get some people to come and see you present or you might set a, a deadline with a number of people around uh, uh, to attend a speech you're going to do but you, you create a situation that means you've got to act. Um, another one would be that you have an accountability partner, somebody who holds you to account and reviews with you your priorities each month and gets you to act. And I think another thing people have a problem with, Chad, is fear sometimes about um, – getting things done and I would recommend that you know you, you break you know important intentions down into into smaller tasks so maybe for a start if you wanted to one day host a radio show you actually start off by putting a, a little teleseminar together and you you do that first and eventually you migrate through to having the confidence to uh, do something like we're doing that's beautiful so if you're in my studio, whether we're on Skype recording our podcast or whether you're in my studio recording a video, I would have asked you to reframe what you so beautifully articulated just now kind of when I put you on the spot. Here's my version of how I help my clients think through it. And then I would ask you, which we're not going to do right now, but I'm going to ask you to reframe it. Here's my reframe. So imagine you looking at the camera and saying something along this line. You know, I've been fortunate to work with global individual and companies obviously all over the world, but yet one of the key challenges that they're facing, it's all about their inability to, to handle too many things. Actually, the, the challenge itself is how do I get more done? How do I get the right things done so we're moving effectively and productively into the future? So if this is the challenge that you or your organization uh, are facing or the challenges you're facing, there are quite a lot of things you can do to overcome that. So there is hope. Let me share with you very quickly the top three right now. Number one, you have to create situation in your business that compel your people to take action towards what they need to do. Number two, 
There's nothing more powerful than creating accountability partners that hold each other accountable. And lastly, I see a lot of fear out there. So perhaps creating small tasks to take one thing at a time to create the success to overcome that fear. And over time, the entire fear is conquered. So let me pose this question to you. As an executive, as an entrepreneur in your business, what are you doing today to make sure that not only you're getting more things done, but you're doing it so effectively? So instead, so rather than barely surviving, you're actually thriving. If this resonates with you, give me a call, send me an email, because some of the best relationships I created over the years have started with a simple conversation just like this one. Chad, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's the key, that there was no no selling involved here. It's all genuine challenge. Your clients are facing genuine way to overcome the challenge. I want people to listen and say, wow, this is good. This is simple. I can do that. And I want them to say, I never thought about it this way. It's so simple. Even I can do it. That's how you create powerful content and you make it more and more prolific and, and provocative. One more tip. Uh, I have a podcast somewhere in my blog, uh, chadbar.com, that talks about how to become provocative. I think it's a podcast called 11 Ways to Become Provocative, um, something like that. But anyway, if you complete the sentence, this may sound counterintuitive, but usually everything that you will say after that sentence will sound counterintuitive. So I recommend for my clients, whenever it makes sense, don't overdo it, but why not start the sentence? This may sound counterintuitive, but let me suggest that. That's how you do that. Uh, Chad, that's, uh, that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, really great advice. And would you recommend? So we're talking there about you know creation on perhaps a video, which I guess you work with that to get it down to sixty, ninety minutes, ninety seconds. Sorry. Um, would you, when it comes to maybe you know content, a blog or something like that, would you use the same process structure? So we're talking about the blog for a second. Here? Yeah, blog. You know, actually, written I'll, I'll content. Love, yeah. I love blogs. So the blog, from my perspective, my definition of the blog is simply the ultimate repository of your remarkable content. So for the blog to be effective, my suggestion, you know what, as a matter of fact, if you visit too many other blogs out there, too many of them are way too text heavy. So I actually recommend for my clients when when we're thinking that the blog is the ultimate repository of your remarkable content, that you have text you have videos, you have podcasts, you have ebooks for download, but make the blog interesting by adding to it as much content as possible in a variety of format. That will make it by far more effective, more interesting for your target audience, and therefore more provocative. Great. And uh, do you think out there are lots of people still, you know, referring to these and and accessing newsletters? It just seems to be. You know, a big proliferation of content out there on the net. Are people still really using it? You know, I <laughs> I would say if uh, people were not using it, eventually blogs would die. But I think that uh, the most powerful blogs out there are, are definitely a demonstration that people are using it. But also, if you think about it, I, I wrote about it some time ago, in, on, actually on my blog. I refer to the blog, I refer to, to when you tweet is your digital digital accountability of your content. It forces you to think about new ideas, share stories, share best, best practices and case study. So in a sense, the blog is the motivation for you to start thinking about what new content can I put out there that is different, new from what I, I said before. So it's also the, the, the logistic, the vehicle that propels you to move forward, but constantly thinking, I need to create new content. That's number one. Number two, 
there's a way to leverage the blog without just putting it out there and thinking, well, I hope that someone reads this. Let me give you an example. I coined the phrase targeted value. What if, uh, let's say, um, what is, just quickly, Chris, what is one of the challenges you are facing? We talked about your client's challenge. Very quickly, what's one of the challenges you are facing in your business? In, in my business, probably is, is maintaining lots and lots of ongoing business that uh, keeps a very steady, you know, keeps, keeps a steady platform of, uh, of high income while I also undertake large projects so what can happen with me is i finish a large project and and uh, i may have a, a period of time where it's, it's quieter uh, and i'd really rather have work falling into that quiet space as well if that makes sense so it's being able to kind of balance the busy time when you're working on large projects to in between projects uh, while you're waiting or working on, on smaller projects right yeah. Yeah. So if this is one of the challenges you're facing, what if I, how, what would be your reaction if I send you an email and say, dear Chris, I was reflecting on a conversation from the other day, the other month, the other quarter, whatever it was that we talked, when you share with me that one of your key challenges was all about how to balance the workload of all your great projects out there. Attaches an article or a blog post or a video or a podcast or one of those things. Attaches a blog post I just created with you in mind that contains seven steps on how to overcome this challenge. I believe all seven of them apply to your situation. How about Thursday at 10? Uh, I would love to get your feedback. How about Thursday at 10 when I'm going to share with you two other ideas I have for you? Mm, wonderful. What will be your reaction? Probably I want to talk to him, right? It sounds so wonderful. it's not just creating, putting the content out there. It's how you leverage. So the key word here is how do you leverage the content, whether it's on your blog, on your YouTube channel, uh, on your iTunes with your podcast. How do you leverage the thing to get it into the hands of buyers and to engage in conversation that they say, I need more of this, Chris? Perfect. Perfect. So how? what's your, your view on building mailing lists? Because do, I mean, do you need to have a, a, a large mailing list to be really effective? Should it be one of your parts of your strategy to build it? I would say the answer is the, the more the better, but also I don't want to sacrifice the quality. So there are two, two points of value here, the quality of the mailing list, and number two, the larger the quality, the better. So I, I would sacrifice, uh, if someone said to me, I have a very powerful mailing list of 1,000 people, uh, I'm, I'm much more prefer to have that than 100,000 people that are not my target buyers, right? So number one, really give some thoughts. How do I track my target audience? Going back to the strategy question I, we talked about earlier, what's the, 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 the buyer preferences, where they're located? First of all, figure out who's the buyer you're trying to attract, and those are the ones I want to have on my mailing list. Or second best will be recommenders. They can recommend those buyers to come to me. As far as um, how to start engaging and increasing your mailing list, uh, again, very quickly I'll share a few with you. Number one, for those of, of, of the listeners out there who engage in speaking engagement, so they're out there speaking either to a small group of people or a large group of people, it's the perfect opportunity to genuinely offer uh, powerful content that uh, will allow, allow them to interact with you. So during your, your presentation, you can say, you know, there are nine key strategic mistakes that people make. Here are the top three. Uh, let me share with you the other ones. If you're interested, if you just send me, uh, give me your business card, um, I'll, I'll send you the other ones. 
or you can offer something uh, free of value. You can offer an ebook. The same ebook I'm just talking about right now can be offered on, on your website on different pages that you, you, you say, uh, here's the challenge they're trying to overcome. Here's how we're going to overcome the challenge. Um, all you need to do is enter your name and email address, and you'll be immediately given the access to either an ebook or a video series that allows them to, to get that. So those are just two quick ways to increase your mailing list. Third one, I would say, any collaborations with others. So if you can write a great article that someone else that has a great list can publish it or collaborate with those people. So both of you are writing the article or creating the podcast or video that will get that piece of content much more exposure and therefore drive more people to you with the ultimate objective that they're giving you their email address and name in order to get the free value in return. Very good. I just wonder if I'd love to chat with you more about things like social media and creating a wealth factor. Maybe we're going to have to get you back again. Uh, in the future, because, that sounds great. Because there was, uh, you know, some, so much value coming through from now. Uh, do you want to just very uh, quickly tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what you're? We've got about probably two minutes for this, but what you're you're kind of up to with the? Um, I know you've got a new website coming out, and and um, with the Chad Bar Group, and you, you've got the Creating Digital Empires piece. Do you want to just? Uh, Share for a minute, actually. What? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, very, so very, very quickly, uh, I've been fortunate to work with hundreds of individuals all, all over the world, uh, service provider consultants. So we've been very, very busy in helping them leverage every aspect of the web, uh, web strategies and websites and blogs and content to, to dramatically expand their business. But, of course, the, the thing about the cobbler kids, uh, <laughs> we suffer because we always were uh, <laughs> taking care of our clients. Actually, today, it's a great day because we're doing what's called a soft launch of our brand new website, thechatbargroup.com. So if you go there right now, it's live, but the, the, all the menu options are not activated. They will be activated at the end of business days today. We're actually doing the live la- launch of the site um, this coming Monday, uh, June 29th, I believe it is. So I'm very excited about that. And also, it will demonstrate some of the amazing work we've done for our clients and let them rave about the results we generate for them. Which, by the way, I always say, rather than us raving and bragging about what we do, let our clients do that. It's much more effective and much more convincing. So I'm excited about that. And that will also, as I said, showcase some of the amazing projects we've been working on, are working on, and it will be my way to share uh, in the future all the great insights, best practices we've helped implement for our clients and show the example that will help our target audience and our future clients to improve their business. Wonderful, Chad. We've got 30, well, about 10 seconds left. Do you have a final message that you'd like to leave us with? Uh, great question. The final message is uh, you have a lot to offer to your clients, so I encourage you. Uh, it all starts with the first step. Go and create some remarkable content. Go create some provocative content that will get you noticed and will get people to say, I need more of you. So do so with the content, and if you need the help, by all means, uh, whether it's us or another company you partner with, put together the right web presence that positions you as a world-class act. Chad, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Wonderful content. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, if you've got any questions or feedback on the show, please send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. And if you want more information on creating global digital empires and, uh, and a million-dollar web presence, etc., www.thechadbargroup.com. Um, website will be um, up and fully operational very, very shortly in the next day or two. So um, please um, do get in touch with us. And once again, um, have a great week. 
you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.